Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. Is Mourinho on the path to doing his second best job as a manager? Is Arteta out? Man United are absolutely woeful tonight. And we've got all our regular games. So let's have some fun. Let's go. Recording this on a Tuesday evening, halfway through the Champions League, and Manchester United are out. How dare they? Not quite out yet. Don't forget what United are like in second halves. 3 0 down. Um, doesn't look good, Danny, I'll be honest with you. Hello, anyone? Yeah, it's 2-0, oh, Chris. Danny's uh, in the middle of eating. Oh, is he offside? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting what happens now with the PSG um, Istanbul because, like, normally if there's racial abuse, they need to follow um, protocol. But it's it's been a it's actually a UEFA official who has been racist. Oh, so, so tough what, to get away. What do you do if... Uh... What's the protocol there? Yeah. It's funny because they probably have their uh, inclusive badge and whatnot on, on his arm. So. <laughs> he did. He was the one guy that didn't kneel down before the match started. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if he supports Millwall. Go on, he probably does. Oh, Jesus Christ. That was terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Apparently tonight, Millwall, I think I heard they all clapped. I thought they were going to stand shoulder to shoulder or something as well, or something like that. But I heard they all they held up a big banner to support it and all clapped this time, so mm. peer pressure. Mm. Yeah, very odd stuff. People just like complaining, don't they? Yeah, but the clap's what they started doing instead of, like, they still do the silences now and then, but they've started doing claps because it just means if someone is being... Like when they used to do the the silences, if someone was shouting, yeah. Um, so Chris, has Arteta gone for you yet? Um, doesn't look great, does it? Um, I'm as much as I hate to say it right now, I'm a big believer in that a manager should get at least one full season in the job, but depending on how this weekend goes against Burnley. I mean, if if he was to lose against Burnley, I don't see how it's salvageable in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, it's just tough, just tough. I mean, what's gone wrong? Do you think uh, Big well, Sam will come out of re- retirement to keep you up? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, what's gone wrong? Um, well, the, the thing that went wrong with this match in particular is you don't want to go one nil down to a Spurs side. Um, and unfortunately, we went 2 0 down. That was game over. But uh, I think, in terms of Arsenal, this I think this is a problem that's been going on for a little while. And maybe in particular to Arteta, the two main issues is that, well, one main issue is that he's just too green. Um, Arsenal isn't a learner club for a manager. You know what I mean? Like, he 
needs to have more experience in, I don't know, you know, a Southampton or Brighton or, you know, uh, any championship club or any, you know, just kind of like a lesser team because there's so much, there's so much that seems to be wrong with Arsenal in terms of um, systemically all throughout the club. You're going to need someone who's got a big enough personality and probably a big enough portfolio, a big enough uh, level of experience to, to, I don't know, just try and take control of that situation. And the, Who do you want as manager? Well, who fills those, those boots? I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't know who's qualified, who's who's kind of like got the mixture of being both a top-level, world-class manager and also having a personality. Because, you know, Mark makes jokes about Sam Allardyce, but one of the things about a lot of managers, particularly when it comes to English managers, is that they're very good at one thing, but they're not good at multiple things, which you kind of need to have at the top level. Um, Do you reckon Chris Wilder would take the job? I, I wouldn't want Chris Wilder. Why the fuck would I want Chris Wilder? Well, he's not that much worse than Arteta at the moment. Arteta has done absolutely nothing to show he's good uh, that other than he looks good on the sideline. Like, he looks like he, a fake He does, player, look, no, no he does look handsome. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, like he, he wears a suit well and he's, yeah, he's just a bit of like a fake Pep Guardiola. Yeah, and that's, that's what, 60% of the job is looking good? <clears throat> Well, it is true because, as you say, someone like Chris Wilder has shown himself tactically to be one of the best in the league. But he does; he hasn't he got wears, the look. He wears himself. a gilet, yeah. He wears he wears the uh, tracksuit, which is never yeah. for most managers, isn't it? Like he he's just got an old school look, which just uh, would go against him. Like, he's got a football league look. That's why. Yeah, that's it. So, like, that's why someone like Arteta would be rated higher. Bielsa, might, looked... Bielsa could be quite decent at Arsenal by move to a big club. Yeah, uh, well, everyone rates him, and it, and at least he's. You're going to keep Say that again. The thing is, Bielsa's got a slightly different career than Arteta's had so far. Yeah, but we need hmm. someone that's that's uh, that's an adult in the game, not not someone like Arteta, who unfortunately just doesn't. Uh, this was probably one of the, I think this was this was the first game I looked and thought the play that there's not one player on that pitch that's playing for the manager there. I think a lot of them have really just put their head down and you know they looked they probably looked half decent at the beginning. They didn't look obviously like world beaters, but they looked like they were trying and they were trying to adopt to whatever Arteta was trying to implement. But they did the same thing for Unai Emery, and I think that's just a new manager coming in with some fresh ideas and then probably realizing afterwards that. This isn't working out as well as we'd hoped, and then just not having the, the 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 kind of the players not having the intestinal fortitude to kind of like just battle through that and, and continue to play. I think you're just depressed because it's um, any most big teams if they go two 0 down to this Spurs team. Unfortunately, will not recover. There's not a lot you can do when they fill all the spaces and defend like they defend. I don't think you can. Uh, like the irony of it all is I know if all the Arsenal fans are like on his head now because he lost the Spurs but actually that was not one of your worst performances no uh, that was, no. A poor, it was oh, again I think two was games in a row by... Spurs have had is zero you up I think but I think that's the, the thing it, it, the Arsenal weren't better in the second half Tottenham were just happy I hope Tottenham were happy just to take 2-0 yeah they, like, they, I think all, all the pundits and the commentators are, are literally 
reading off of Danny's hymn book, like had more possession, more passes, more shots. It's like that's because that's exactly what Mourinho and Spurs were happy to allow. Yeah, he said it after. He was like, "We're two know up. Why take a risk?" He was like, "And you and the biggest insult to Arteta was that did anyone um, watch Mourinho's interview after?" Oh, he's such a dick. He was like, "He's such a Arteta. Dickhead. The one who deserves praise today is Arteta. He's a good man, a good manager. Congratulations! And Arsenal, yeah, Arsenal will be back to where they belong if if he's manager. And you're like, he just wants Arteta in charge for the <laughs> for the return game." <laughs> Oh, he's such a chief. This is the worst combination as an Arsenal fan, seeing Mourinho managing Spurs to potentially win the title. I don't know if it's just just horrible on on every aspect of it. It just, it's annoying because like before the season started, I was like, Mourinho, if, if you don't hear grumblings and like, player revolts he get his teams are dangerous and I said it before the season started I was like there was no issues with the Tottenham team Every, it seemed a happy camp and I feared it before the season started and now I'm seeing it and I'm like they are they are going to be up there it's just yeah it's just hopefully uh, they fall apart or they are only like two injuries away from going back to having quite an average team. So, Well, I think it's, you say two injuries, probably two specific injuries. I mean, if anything was to happen to Son or Kane, it's hard I'd to say, kind of replicate that. Son, Son right now... I'd, I'd, Son yeah, I'd say, Son. say Can I just say, Son for me right now is probably the PFA player of the season. The guy's just playing so, on yeah. He's immense. That goal he scored is, is outrageous. It's just, yeah. there's, he's got no right to even think he can score from there. No hesitation. He's just like, this is me. Oh, 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 you'll let me, let me have a shot. Okay, I'll just score. His, I know, I know, um, you know, I love the XG model. He is up there um, as one of the most clinical finishers. He, he defies his XG like oh. 10 to 4 or something stupid. So, whereas he should have scored 4, he scored 10 because the chance suggests he shouldn't have scored it. I feel like that XG numbers put in some kind of racial or historical term into that like a guy should not be that good what what, what the fuck are you talking about he said he defined expectations it's like it, it doesn't take a what are you on about why, it's why, actually why? A really smart methodology it's actually really smart because if you just look at shots right like someone that, like those pundits they just look at oh look how many shots arsenal had shots don't tell you anything but the point of xg the way it's xg xa all of those metrics are calculated is it's weighted so it's based on the in similar positions, how likely is it that a goal has been scored in the past? Is it on their strong foot or their weak foot? Is it a header? Is it not? Is it in the 18 yard box? Was there a defender coming? They take into all the account all these metrics and decide whether, based on that, out of the index of one, how difficult was that chance? If it's a 0.1, it's like a, that was a super difficult, that was 40 yards away, you should never have scored. And if it's a 0.9, it was like a Werner two yards out tapping. And the whole point of that is that it gives you, a, in an individual game, it's never correct. If you just look at it on a one-off game, it doesn't work. But it averages out. So when you start looking at it over a season or over a period of time, typically, you know, the last few years it's proven, it's a pretty accurate reflection of what ends up happening. So Southampton, who three, four weeks ago were top of the league, massively outperforming their XG and their XA. And now after a couple of losses, right, they got one win this week, but a couple of losses are now sort of reverting back to the norm. It's 
that's the whole point is it's meant to give you a better reflection of how a team will perform longer term and and Tottenham in Son at the highest XG compared to what they should be. So they have scored so far more goals. they're going to revert back. Yeah, so what they said, the average to the mean says they will not win the league because the chances they're getting, the conversion rate they've got and the chances Son is converting is not sustainable across a 38-game season. No, it might be. Maybe he will do a Salah and he'll go and score 40 goals and it'll be unbelievable. But the law of averages says he won't and they won't. I'm not sure what I hate hearing you explain more. This or how the Nations League works. <laughs> yeah. well, the thing is, I'm still confused by both. The thing is, if you need XG to tell you that Southampton wasn't going to stay top of the league for very long. Let me tap my calculator. That's my point of the whole metric. Is it's designed to give you snapshot in time to give you an idea of what might yeah. happen longer term and whether it's sustainable or not? No, I don't. But I don't. But using it in itself, you're like, oh, Spurs is outperforming their XG. In big games, you can't look at it. So, like, the reason Tottenham will probably stay top is because they've had three games in a row against Arsenal, uh, Liverpool and Man City, and they've got seven out of nine points. Of course, their XG is going to be lower. Like, look who they're playing. Like This this is an average over the nine games. The point that the guy who invented it um, the scientist guy who invented it was there was a good article from the other week, and he was saying how you can get to a point in the season where it becomes redundant, and it becomes and you can get to a point too early in the season where it's pointless looking at it. And when you start to get to about nine to ten games, up to about 18, 19 games, so that is roughly where you'll get the most accurate view of what is likely to happen for the rest of the season based on the averages of XG, because for exactly the same reason you said. Otherwise, you start getting too far. They've had too many biased games or big games or whatever. Um, so actually we're at a point now where it's starting theoretically to suggest which teams are going to do best and where they're going to end up. I just think it's really interesting. I mean, it's not yeah, exactly this, this guy sounds like the worst football fan of all time. Like, you're giving me an idea of what it's like to sit in a Everyone room watching it. a match with him. No passion. No screaming. No nothing. It's just like, excuse, oh, yeah, XG. XG. Well, he invented a metric that didn't exist before that was designed to help you understand how a team is performing more than just shots and possession. I say fair, it's a good idea. I say he probably won that past his girlfriend, but I doubt he's got one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, I don't, anyway, we're not here to talk about XG. Yeah, it be interesting to see what, what Arsenal do against Burnley this weekend because it's like... Because Burnley are bad. Burnley are yeah. bad. They're very bad. I, I I don't even think a draw is acceptable, to be honest. Um, of course. Particularly being at home. <laughs> no, but like you have to you have to kind of readjust your expectations of this stuff. And I'm like, all right, could you get a draw even Imagine if it was at a home to Burnley? You'd be like a draw. You put yourself on mute. Then well done. Uh, yeah. You can't be relying on a draw at home to Burnley and thinking that's that's the turning point. I, mean, Look, I just don't bad. want. I, 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 Whichever way it goes, unless it's absolute relegation, I'm, I'm just not, I don't know why, I'm just not a big fan of just getting rid of him halfway through the season or, you know, no. third through the season. Uh, he, I, I, it's similar here, like when Danny wanted to get rid of Oli after like four games. It's, there is an element of at least let the guy fail, do you know? And then the cycle becomes, at what are you just going to be a, a role in four games for any manager? As soon as they lose four, they're out, do you know? So there is an element of like, 
you don't want your team to be so trigger happy because it just sets the next manager up to fail. Do you know what? Do you know what? Just made me think. Um, I bet you, Danny was like what the, one of the main people would be one of the main people during Alex Ferguson's first season saying, "Get him out. <laughs> it's not doing well." What a thing to say. Yeah, nineteen ninety-one or whatever it was. You'd be yeah. all over that. But yeah, it's a. But it just it sets it up to fail. It's like if if every time your team has a bad run of five games, does does the manager get sacked? And then you're like, well, well, Dan, this is a good question. Then, or maybe you won't know this off the top of your head. A, a, a Liverpool, what are Liverpool doing in terms of their xG number? Because surely, based on the number of players that they've had out, they should be overachieving at this point in time because they're still up there. No, because it's not it's not to do with number of players out. I remember Mane and Salah and Firmino and Jota haven't really been they've not really been out. Um, I don't know their exact number. I can get it up for you. One second. Sure. Uh, let's let's just hold on there. I'll get up. That's all right. We'll just sit in silence. Talk, among, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Liverpool. Their xG is. Where do you find this stuff? Uh, understat.com yeah, their yeah. main XG provider oh, uh, they are over overperforming their XG by two in open play wow so at some point so Salah for example so Salah has an XG of six and a half but he scored nine goals that means uh, law of averages, he should have scored six and a half, but he'll score, he scored nine. But that's Salah always overperforms his XG, and so does Vardy, so do other top finishers. Because but surely, if they, they overperform their XG at some point, they're performing exactly where they're supposed to be at. That makes no sense. No, they're just good finishers. You can, you can, every metric you can break it out, you can criticize it. The point is, it gives you a rough indication of how they're doing and where they should be. Sheffield United is a much more interesting one because they can't seem to score a bloody goal and their XG is better than like three quarters of the league. They should have scored so many goals and their finishing has been abysmal. They just according to XG, they'd be like mid table. They just got some dog shit strikers. They've got some terrible strikers. That's where you look at it and think. Law of averages suggests Sheffield United should get out of it, providing one of their strikers starts scoring. They I feel like the Sheffield. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. They need to do something. Twenty-three million. Well, you think if he can't get into the team now, what's he there for? Isn't it? Like, why? Why are you there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Just to fuck up no idea. football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when we all put him in four point five million. Yeah, me. He um, will come in our team at some point this season. If they carry that. on that swimming. Yeah. Mm. yeah so it's How are United doing? Still 2 0 down? Half time. It's half time. Yeah. Oh, best Sorry. moment of the day for them. Is the PSG game over? Yeah, that got done in like the 20th minute or something. So. I think like Ollie's probably got this 2 0 down at half time team talk down to a T right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like roll roll back the speech like um, uh, yeah the, uh, I feel like a lot of the Premier League games kind of just sort of were the right results yep. you should have, if you would have bet on it yeah, all the favorites, it was a won. very very predictable weekend because I'm in that yeah. last man standing and I, well, I'm in two of them 
and pretty much everyone through to the following week. I even split my bet this week. I went on one of them. I went Crystal Palace, and on another one, I went Liverpool. And they both won, both won comfortably. But you always want like at least one one real upset to to make it interesting. Talking of um, talking of results, Villa did well against Newcastle, didn't they? They stay stayed clear. Yeah, they, they did stay clear. Got me a wonderful zero points in our results league. And was that I, do you know what I thought about? So I thought about. I didn't pick another team. I thought about it, and it made me think. You know, sometimes you get like snow days. You get snow weekends where games are called off like that morning. I think I, we just got treated like that. So if it happens later on in the season, then just got to take it. No, agreed, agreed. Good for taking that one on the chin. It's an interesting aspect to the... It'd be interesting if you weren't so far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. I might be banking something. Um, Do you know what? Should we just go straight to the results league then? Seeing as we ain't got much else to talk about the Premier League unless you've got something else. No. Yeah, you good? Yeah. Because I don't even remember what my team was or anything. Danny's not listening. So, I think Danny's frozen, man. He's I'm not, not. I can hear. You. I can hear you. He's, oh, he's blinking. I think, do you know what? I think we stopped talking about XG, so he just lost interest. <laughs> I'm actually getting the, the uh, fantasy results up. Um, well, I've got them up, so I can have a look at them. Um, so yes, Danny picked Aston Villa to beat uh, Newcastle two nil. Um, and do you know what? I actually reckon that would have been a good bet, but unfortunately, uh, Grealish and Barkley are two lads who like to get on it um, and break the rules, as they say. So that game never happened. I don't. It wasn't postponed. It gets nil point. What's that got to do with Greenish and Barkley? I think they're the two that are getting looked into about um, breaking the COVID guidelines. What about? I saw the I game saw, got called off because of Newcastle, not because of the Villa. Oh, I just saw a headline. Them two were getting um, um, their manager was talking to them about breaking COVID protocols. So maybe it's a separate matter. Oh, yeah, it's completely set. Yeah, half the Newcastle. So, do you not remember? The reason I picked Villa to beat Newcastle is I just said on that day that we did the pod. I was like, oh, it's just come out that half the Newcastle team have COVID. So, oh, I picked yeah. Villa because I was like, oh, they can obviously beat them because they won't have a squad. And then a day later, it got called off. Oh, the, yeah. um, the Newcastle training grounds now been shut down. Literally, yeah. they've all got it. Oh, well, they're going to miss this week as well, then? They might do, yeah. Do- we'll find out tomorrow if the game's called off. I think. Oh, I ain't picking them, then. Uh, thank you for letting me know. Um, I picked Southampton to beat Brighton 2-0. Oh, so very close. No one can keep a clean sheet. What's my problem? Uh, I got 1.4 win, uh, right result, and 1.4 away win. And then Mark picked Crystal Palace to beat West Brom 3-1. Oh, sometimes you're really good at some of these quite large scores, Mark. 5-1. So unlucky. <sighs> you know, you just don't oh, think I couldn't even remember what the score was then, yeah. Yeah. The worst, the worst is when I have bloody Jordan Ayew in my team and I see Palace win 5 1. You're like, oh, what's he done? Subbed <laughs> on in the 80th minute. <laughs> uh, good. Um, so we've got a good list of games ahead of us. Um, Friday night could be quite good. Uh, Leeds versus West Ham. Is this a, a Leeds actually a half decent Premier League team type of game? Because uh, if they lose to West Ham, I, I think they're getting relegated. I'll be honest with you. West Ham have done quite well recently. West Ham have been playing well. Yeah, but the way that Leeds are getting bummed by everyone, you'd think they were on that level. But Leeds aren't even doing that great. So Leeds are on yeah. the same level as West Ham, I'd say. Yeah. And if it wasn't for a dodgy VAR decision, uh, West Ham would have won 
more comfortably there was David Moyes was saying every every question was answered with the ball was off it went over my head they were that like, ball oh, after was so Man- out that was incredible they were like, they were like after uh, Man U equalised why did the team switch off and he was like because the ball went out our heads were down and then uh Every every question started with the ball went over my head. I knew it was off. So maybe referees should listen to managers because they're they're so honest. I'm happy to kick off the picks for this week. Right, um, Danny, go ahead. Danny. And I'm going to take inspiration from what you said, Chris, uh, and I'm going to go for West Ham to beat Leeds. <laughs> there you go. Uh, because I haven't picked West Ham to win and I haven't picked Leeds to lose yet. And uh, I like an away fixture. I'm going to go for West Ham. Um, Jared Bowen is going to terrorise them on the break. And I'm going to go for a 3-1. 3-1. Jared Bowen's an interesting player, isn't he? He's like... I like him. He's I a really very, like very West Ham type player, isn't he? He's all right. It's like, yeah. He's a good they've player, got a though. He's not those, bad. They've got a lot of those, those sort of wingers. Like, um, they have Philippe Anderson. He just disappeared. I don't know where he went. But they've got... They've got four nails. They also have Dean Garner, who they sold, they brought in Ben Rama. Yeah. They've got a lot what of the Antonio. What? what happened what to Philippe Anderson? Philippe Anderson, didn't he go to Napoli? Or he went to Italy somewhere, I think. Are you sure he's still not in the squad? He's on 100%. He's on, he's on loan. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's on loan at Porto. Porto, that's it. Porto. Wow. Thomas Suchek's pretty good. Masaraku, we've got some players there. Suchek's good. And he's also got one of the best interviews I've ever seen after a game. Oh, really? Uh, remind, remind, remind me to, sh- to show you after this. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go next then, if that's all right, if you don't mind me, Mark. Um, yeah, I thubt you're going to say my one. Uh, oh, now I'm interested. Um, I want to try and pick your one. Hold on. Let me have a look at this. Um, you're going for... Uh, do you know what you're going for Arsenal Burnley? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Definitely go for, I was so close to going for a Burnley win. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know what you're like. You're going to go Burnley free Arsenal uh, nil or something. Dumb like um, Chris I, Wood Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to go for um, the big Manchester derby this weekend. I think that Man City will absolutely spank Man United after Man United tumbling out of the Champions League and I think they're going to go for especially because I think they're starting to to really put it together um, Kevin De Bruyne is looking good Mahrez Sterling looks like he's uh, lively against so let's go for a Do you Ferran Torres? Has he impressed you yet? Ferran Torres Do you know what? I get I get I would say that Ferran Torres um, is impressive but I get confused between Ferran Torres and um, Diaz I, I, I just think they look the same Ruben Diaz, the defender. Ruben Diaz, yeah. I, I can't I can't tell the difference when I see them out there on the ball pitch. I'll be yeah. honest. Other than one's defending and one's attacking. Yeah, honestly, I can't tell the difference. It is so bizarre. I just that... I cannot tell the difference. And and Ferran Torres has played well in games I haven't watched. It seems like when I watch City, he does nothing. And then I don't, I don't watch know. him in like a Champions League game or something, and he scored yeah. two. They like him as a false nine, I've noticed. Which is weird though. I don't know about him, but yeah, there you go. So I'm going to yeah, go for... Man City. Go on. Yeah, I'll just go for Man City and I'll go for a 3-1. We're going to get murked. If Oli gets, gets beaten uh, Leipzig and drops out the Champions League and then 
loses 3-1 to City, he's going to be under a lot of pressure. The media is going to love that. You're going to get absolutely hammered. I feel like you, you would love it. But, um... oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Now, with all the news about Pogba and Mino Riola and his agent coming out this week, it's just adding fuel to the fire. I know, I know which one you're going for, Mark. I'm going to go for the Saturday morning one. Oh. I'm going to do Aston Villa to beat Wolves. Aston Villa. Fresh legs? Fresh legs? Fresh legs. Yeah, they'll be, uh, they've been rested. Uh, also, it is that, that, that cursed do not bet on me Saturday morning. I'm going to smash your accumulator bet. Yeah, and to be honest, if I was uh, a better man, I'd bet on Wolves. So I'm going to... Uh, Go with Aston Villa to beat Wolves, and I'll go two one. Two one. All right, Wolves score. Look at me, already regretting it. <laughs> yeah, I hate doing nils, but Wolves look so bad without uh, Jimenez. Oh, so, one out. Yeah. One They're out. in trouble yeah. without Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shows the importance of a, a a proper number nine. Like, well, I, I heard on match of the day they said he um. He hasn't not played. He's played every Premier League game since he joined the club in 2018. That's absolutely bonkers. Wow. And then people be moaning about rests. And you're like, this guy shows that you live it. Wolves play like 40, 50 games a season because they're in the qualifiers for Euro- European Cup and everything. Oh, UEFA Cup, whatever it's called these days, Europa League. Europa League. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's a monster. How he's just played for two and a half years, basically, nonstop. How long is he supposed to be out? Do you know, uh, fractured skull. Could, I think he could out. never. Yeah, he could never play again. Oh, I don't know. They, they were saying it wasn't as bad as like some of the others. I mean, he might have to play yeah. in a, one of those head things, like a check. Yeah, imagine, imagine crossing the ball into him, like, 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 and he's got that Peter Check thing on. Like, well, well, he's a number nine as well, isn't it? I mean, he yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's, well, that's one of his best attributes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if they say he can't play again because yeah, especially like how seriously they're taking this now. How can like they'll have to prove with on with beyond doubt that he's he's fully recovered without any like scarring. So, right, I think it's possible. Champions League draft. So we are. We are in the midst of some games, but we'll go through the last weekend's ones, or last round ones, rather. Um, and Danny had a terrible week, terrible, terrible games week. I, d- I don't think you had one team that won that. Do you know that? Absolutely. Right. Devastating. Dortmund Didn't drew... Didn't win? Oh, Juventus won, yeah. Um... And you have PSG. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have PSG. Well, Juventus yeah. are beating Barca right now, so that's good. Yeah, that's not good. And um, Stad Ren were the after us arguing over who gets them. They were my first pick of the draft, and they've had an absolute shocker this year. Terrible, terrible. They've done absolutely poor. I mean, you still been doing the right since then, but yeah, you just had a bit of a, a shitty one at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta drew, Dortmund drew, Rennes lost, Juventus won. So there you go. You had two hundred and forty-five points. Wow, not, still pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> Low week. No, no, that's a, that's not a one league of teams won, but you got 200 points. <laughs> well, what, what's good is that I've now got I've got Dortmund, who have gone through top of the group. Um, I've got Juve, who are going to go through second, top, I don't know. 
Atlanta should get in. Well, it's points. Dif- it's a goal difference. Um, Barcelona is still on top. And Atlanta should go through, providing they um they don't lose at Ajax. Home to Ajax. So I've got a good shot at three of mine. Remind me what the rules are. Uh, are we do well, we have to drop one after. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let me go through the rest of the scores, please. Um. Yeah, Mark. Um, had a pretty decent week uh, with Man City, PSG, much in Gladbach, Salzburg. You had 390 points, and I won a week for once in something. Woo! Yay for me, celebrations. I had a monster week with Bayern Munich, Barca, and Inter Milan, Club Bruges. Don't need to know about it. Um, so, yeah, so I had 595. We all had the option to switch our teams. Danny first chose to opt out of swapping. Mark changed one of his Salzburg to Lazio for this round, which I need to change. And I decided to stay the same because Inter Milan and Club Bruges, if they both had good games, they both could have gone through. Um, so I was hoping for a big four. And that does not look good right now with Club Bruges. Uh, so, yeah, so this round is um, we take all the scores from the final four teams. You, you get the points for your teams going through to the next round. And then... You drop one. Sound good? Yeah. Makes sense. So we'll do that probably midweek. We'll do that about um, 10 minutes after next next round, uh, which would be good. And uh, yeah, Champions League draft. How much fun is this with so many points? I'm currently on 17.55 points. Danny is on 19.45 points. And Mark is absolutely dominating the game with 2,000 420 points. Although two of my three teams probably won't qualify, sir. I have a feeling that will change this week. So Lazio gone through. Danny, are you on mute again? (laughs) Is it a thousand points for qualifying? How much for qualifying? Oh, it's it's only 100 points each round for qualifying. Ah, lame. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting, uh, hopefully, uh, one of my teams to send Real Madrid into the Europa League, which I don't think has ever happened in our lifetime. So really, Ooh. yeah, That's Real Madrid. In. I don't. I, yeah, I'm. I don't. I, I never remember Real Madrid in a Europa League. So no, I tell you what, if United are in it and Real Madrid are in it, Inter Milan might be in it. I think it's going to be some serious teams in that uh, Europa League. I'm still going for AC Milan to win it, but we'll see. Yeah, go. I do. Once you get to the semi-finals of the Europa League, you do get usually quite strong teams. It's just yeah. when it's so early on, it's it's unbearable. It's fucking shitless. I barely watch it. Well, also, what's good is I think Sevilla are going through. Right, <laughs> they're going to stay in uh, the Champions League, so at least they can't win the Europa League. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, Arsenal do something good with it. I've just been watching them just because it's the only time I can see them actually play well and win again. And they had fans this week. Hey. And according to to my friend Luke, it was absolutely dead in the stadium. What would you expect? It's dead when there's 60,000 people. What are you going to do with 2,000? <laughs> Very true. I don't know. What came to Dave on the other day, which actually sounded... Uh, you weren't what, Liverpool. You weren't watching, yeah, you weren't watching Liverpool. The no, Liverpool sounded really loud. Yeah, one of the games that, yeah, they didn't have to have the fake problems. Yeah. Right, Mark, you've got a game for us. Yeah. So. Wonderful. 
give me a sec. I'm gonna have to stop. Come on, good game's a good game. Dear me, should be very good. Game. Get all your tabs up. That's what I do beforehand. I've got them up. Um, what well, I will try. I think if I make this big, I might lose you guys. But I know you're doing what you're talking about. It's because I got to play. I got to play it on uh, YouTube. So. Oh wow. You're playing a game on Is it the countdown? Interactive. So, what my game was inspired because I got FIFA 21. Oh. And um, this is the first FIFA since 2005. It should be. It never ends. But this is the first FIFA since 2005 that Martin Tyler and Alan Smith are not commentators. And they got Mika Richards and Alex Smith. (laughs) <laughs> they got uh, Lee Dixon and Derek Rowe is it Derek the uh, the old like champion they're, they're meant to be Champions League commentators but I can't remember I haven't heard them on BT for, for a while but my goodness they're awful I'm pretty sure he used to be the old Pro Evo commentator yeah I remember Lee Dixon being in <laughs> and I was like there was Lee Dixon was Definitely the commentator but in the pro. You're breaking up quite Andy Townsend, I think. No. Yeah, so Andy Townsend and Lee Dixon, wasn't it? My internet not working. No, it's pretty bad. And that might be stop streaming stuff. And uh so yeah, so I, I was thinking how the importance of commentary in the game. So I've picked some games and I'm gonna play the commentary from certain goals. And you've got to give me three things to get a point. You've got to give me the two teams and the year that game was played in. So obviously seasons spread across two years. So you've got to make sure you remember if it was before Christmas or after Christmas, whatever. So I just need the two teams and the year. This the reason I'm asking, worst game ever. The reason I'm asking for all three is because uh, in some commentary, they actually say who the teams are and you'll be able to hear it. So, uh, all right, let me share my sound. All right, Danny, you go first. Do you want set A, Danny? You know my games, I always, I always give you the first, first for free. So, do you want to go first, Danny? Yeah. He's all right. Mute. I'm on mute, but yeah, I'm, I'm nodding. Sorry, I forgot we're in a pop Yes. <laughs> okay. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. This clip is a minute long. So I want the two teams and the year. No, can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. Good start. Could you hear that, Chris? No. Surely. All right, let's do that again. It should say I'm sharing. So Damn, that Rooney goal was enough for the three points. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! There we go. I didn't realise we were going to watch the whole game. <laughs> right. 
Some, up some to say the, that the, one the of the post-match talk <clears throat> a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some some say that that's one of the best bits of commentary ever done, but I don't agree. Yeah, some think it's so, all over. Danny, um, so that was two teams uh, and a year. That was Aguero scoring for Man City against QPR to win the league on goal difference in 2012. Correct. Did you have got that, Chris? I forgot the year. All right. Chris, your one's next. And have a crack here. Getting closer. City with a massive goal, the breakthrough at last. That was a, a very important goal. That's a really good one, Captain Marvel. Great. Um, it was Man City versus I can't get the other team. Um, I feel like. Do you remember the goal? It's a right. company in it. We smashed yeah, it, yeah. smashed it to bits. Yeah. But um, the, the only issue I'm having is, um, I'm not going to look at you, Danny, because you might give it away. The only issue I'm having is that I feel like they played against a team that was wearing blue, and I've only got either Chelsea or Leicester City. It could be neither. Um, but it was... Uh, let's go with... Uh, was, it, was it Chelsea as well? Incorrect. Oh. Are you handing it over? No, because it would be too easy. Oh, and, then, uh, and then that was, so that was after 2012. Um, oh, God, when, when was the last time they won the league? Um, which year were we in now? 2013. Uh, was 13? That, no, 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 no. no <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking out loud. Um, oh, my memory's just so bad with this stuff. Um, I'm going to go for 2000 and... 16. No, that was that was Man City v Leicester 2019 last yeah. year. Oh, I got that one. <laughs> that was, that was so it was and it was the like one of the last games of the season. So it's definitely 2019. COVID just messed me up. I don't know how long this thing's been. Was yeah. it, against, it was against Leicester, isn't it? Leicester, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. This game Let's is not check. built for me. Anything to do with memory, no chance. All right. This one, Danny, the clip is another 50-second clip. Tonight, just led the charge from South Africa. Talking such crap, isn't it? I love it. I remember the goal, but I can't think who they were playing. 
Um, it was obviously South Africa in the South Africa World Cup because you could hear all the Vuvuzelas. Um, this was that Friday night. The South Africa World Cup was in... must have been uh, 2014. That's my guess, 2014. Incorrect. Oh, oh, 2008. Was it 2008? 2010. Yeah, 2010. Oh, I can't remember when they were. Uh, and South yeah. Africa was playing. Um, was that the first yeah. game? Yeah, I thought the year was the easy one. I, was I know. I, just, I can't remember the. I can't remember which World Cup. What year? Um, um, it, was the open, it was the opening game. You, you've got it wrong now. Um, just pick a team. Fun. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna go for they played some crap. Um, I think it was in green. In green, who yeah. was green? Nigeria. No, South Africa didn't play Nigeria in the opening game of their World Cup. They played Mexico. Oh, yeah. I knew they were green. Oh. So yeah, I thought the year was the easy one. In most of these, two out of the three will be easy, and uh, like it's always you. the one of the three that's going to be. What did I, I get? Thought... Just one point. No, no. So far, you're one nil up. You have to get all three to get a point. Oh, Chris, yeah. I, oh, Chris, okay. no this, this should be, this should be, this should be you. So Liverpool have got possession. Four added minutes, and Gerrard. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. You have been immense. If anyone ever doubted your value to your side, you have just blown it away with the most incredible equaliser. There's a lot of clues in there. Well, the funny thing about that is Gerard did that so many times. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I've only got... The only thing that comes to mind, which I always remember, because are you saying that's just because that was against Arsenal? Um... No, no, I was, I was saying it because this is quite famous. I mean, I, I think I know which one it is, but um, I was thinking about them, thinking there's three or four examples where he's done that. I can only think of one. That, that's why I left that last bit. Yeah, the last bit gives it away. Ticky-boo. Ticky-boo, son. Ticky-boo. Well, I've only got one in mind, and it's the Liverpool against West Ham FA Cup. Is that right? So far, you're correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, but what year was that? What tough year one, was that? Tough one. Tough one. This was this was early because this that was against Jessica Lyman. That was that that half volley that just absolutely flew right into the bottom left hand corner, in it. Just an absolute rocket. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm gonna go for 2000. Oh, ah, come on. <laughs> Give an answer. Oh. Give an answer. <laughs> Ooh, this this like a two year range, which I think it could be. Why has it got to be all three? I'm going to go for 2004. Uh, I was going 2006. Yeah, it's the year after they won the Champions League. Yeah. 2006, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's annoying. I can't believe this is a tough three. game to get all three. All three, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but then two of them they give away. That's why, like, yeah. that's what I mean. Usually, there's two that that are given. So, Danny, you're next. This is another Peter Drury one. So, he's nicknamed the poet, and this is one of the reasons why. He said Manolas has scored the goal. It was when Roma beat Barcelona 4-3 in the Champions League. Um, now, I'm just trying to work out what year. So, it wasn't last year because they got knocked out stupidly by Liverpool. And it must have been the year before that because I've forgotten the guy's name, but their manager got sacked because of it. So, and it would have been... I was the knockout game, so it would have been after Christmas. So... Must have been 2019. Incorrect. 2018. Oh, oh, oh that is you brutal. Worked out as, yeah, it's so close. Oh. Oh. That is brutal, Dan. You don't even get half a How point. How was that 2018? Well done. Yeah, that was two, so that was two seasons ago. Three seasons Barca ago. Did. Barca got knocked out by Liverpool the year Liverpool won it. Yeah, last year. No, Bayern Munich smashed Barcelona. Oh, Bayern Munich, of course. Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, no, you were, yeah, you forgot. You forgot last year's Champions League. Because I guess because oh. it was uh, the weird Champions League finished, that was done. Because it finished week. this summer, yeah. All right, Chris. That was uh, the Barcelona one. So actually, you, I know your European knowledge isn't great. So you're lucky. You're back, back on home turf. Here we go. Salah! Astonishing! Like an arrow into the bullseye of the top corner. Well, you've had your golf chip. That's a drive down the fairway. Plus, plus, plus. I've called on a little dancer. All those people on the cop now be dancing. Maybe think it's almost there. Two nil, long way to go. That was that absolute yeah. rocket into the top left-hand corner, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't be who they were playing. I know, I know. For some reason, the first thing that comes into my mind is, uh, is the Merseyside derby. Uh, so I'm going to go for Liverpool versus Everton. Uh, incorrect. It was oh. Chelsea. It's that blue. Yeah. <laughs> that? I was going to go Everton too. To be fair. Oh, I thought it was man. Yeah. No, there's context to it because that was the one where they thought Chelsea would cause Liverpool to lose the title. And uh, Liverpool went 1-0 up and it was Chelsea and then yeah. Salah scored that, that screamer. 
God, it's so and weird you how your, guess... brain, your brain just kind of just sees something and you, you, you yeah. see the colour, but my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the pitch, yeah. can't you? You can see the goal. You can yeah. see where he is on his left foot, just edge of the box. Yeah. Ping. Yeah. Uh, was it was it a was it a half volley as well or was it did he cut in I can't remember no that. no he just cut in and, cut in. and that, that that was the moment people realised this Liverpool team were different alright Danny this one's really quick it's actually going to play the the short clip twice but I've just put it in because it's probably one of my favourite bits of commentary alright That's it. That, that is Steven Gerrard for Liverpool against Olympiacos uh, in the group stage of the Champions League where they went on to win it. Now they won it in 2005, but that would have been the group stage. So I went, did they win it after, after that? Yeah, 2004, I mean, ago. Correct. Hey. Ah, I thought I might catch you out. All right. Not all the point of this game was to be like uh commentary makes like certain moments better. But uh not all commentary is good. So I'm Chris, just gonna do this here, at some point. Not all commentary is good commentary, but let's see this one. Story of the season, it's Torres. Oh! Sorry, <laughs> I just absolutely loved that. Yeah. I was wondering when that was coming. Yeah, when, he, uh, when you were any earlier, said, let's, let's that's just, been known as the greatest just, bit of commentary in, in football. Like, oh, we know what's coming. All right, uh, it was only quick. Let's listen one more story time. Of the season, it's Torres. Oh! That is great lung capacity there. <laughs> the problem is, um, I, I've, I never watched this game. Um, and I only remember hearing about this. this what do you remember the team? I have no idea. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I've got no idea. Um, do you know one of the teams? Well, he said, he said Fernando Torres. So it's, I'm assuming it's Chelsea but um, or, or Liverpool, but... He weren't quite doing commentary then, was he? I'm just going to go Chelsea. Is that one of them? Yeah. Correct. Chelsea to get into the Champions League final. Um, who did they beat? Um, did they beat Manchester United? No, it was Barcelona. Oh, we almost said Barcelona. Do you remember the year Chelsea won the Champions League? Um, Dimitero won it, didn't he? Yeah. Back, uh, was that 2012? Yeah, correct. Still in Gelsen, so that's right. game over. I almost said Barca as well. Fucking hell. Even if I did the points differently, Danny, you would have won. So, Danny, last one. You should get this. Um, it started. Yeah, uh, last round, I mean. You'll get one after this, Chris. 
Um, so let I, me... want to, I want people to know how bad I am at this, even more. So here we go. Pipes have scored again. Torn about the years. So that was, I'm assuming that was Rooney's overhead kick against Man City. Incorrect. Really? Would you know what it is, Chris? I think that's Rooney against Newcastle, right? Ah. Yes. Rooney might be coming off for Manchester United. A little knock in the first half. Now that here's Rooney. Oh my God. That was when he was. That was when he was yelling at the referee. Yelling at the referee how pissed he was and it had to come out and just absolutely just volleys it. I thought, the reason I didn't think it was that one, because that crossed my mind, but I remember him having an argument with the referee and why would they have been saying, oh, he's coming off here if he's having an argument with the referee? Yeah, because he's just angry. But wasn't he, he, I don't know if it was he was having a bad game and he was about to get taken off by Ferguson or something like that and he was just frustrated with himself. Because I remember Rooney having a conversation. I might have been in um, Gary Neville's, uh, what's it called? Soccer box or whatever it is. About yeah. that goal and talking about how he was having a terrible game. He was almost about to get taken off and he was just, yeah, just out of anger. Um, All right. The year, though. The last. The year, hold well on. The yeah. year, just because just I want to do it, is um, um, we're going to go for 2003. I thought 2008, no? It's 2005. Oh, oh. See, so you got to think 2004 was the Euros he was good at. And, uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I actually, Danny, I thought right. you said Man City because I actually thought the commentator said Man City and Man United both in there. And I thought, oh, this is a bit obvious. Maybe that's why I thought it. Uh, but I, 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 I can't, can't think that's a goal. And I immediately read it, wrote it off because I thought it would be over when, when he said When he said the price tag, when he said this is what you paid 23 million for, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I stopped listening at that point. I was thinking about what year it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to uh, continue it, but I think it, it does give away that it's uh, Newcastle. All right, last one, Chris, to, to make the score respectable. <laughs> this is a championship game, to give you a clue. <laughs> it was, but one of the greatest. Uh... Oh. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. Absolutely astonishing. Now here come Watford. Forestieri. We've had some spectacular ends to games, but I can't remember seeing anything like that ever. It was just amazing. That that year, I, I don't know why. I remember watching the last day of the championship, and that happened. I watched the League One fi- uh, playoff final, and it happened. And then this happened in the playoff semi-final, and it was just 
Yeah, I remember it. it was absolutely ludicrous. Crazy. So Watford's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Who were they playing? Um, was it Watford v Cardiff? No. I'll give you a clue. The other team had two very famous England strikers on the bench. One of them being <laughs> Harry Kane. Really? Yeah. Harry Kane on the bench there. Really? For Leighton Orient? Yeah. No. They they had Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy on the bench. Leicester. I didn't know Leicester. Kane played at Leicester. That's so weird. Yeah, and it was in that game. I remember re-watching that and seeing Harry Kane and Vardy sitting on the bench while That's so weird. Uh, Knockhart was up front. You're like, it's how times have changed. Mm. Mm. All right. Very good. And that was, I'll just give the year, it was in 2013. Yeah, thanks. Man. So. All right, that's my game. Stop nice. sharing my audio. say good game's a long game. Assuming the Juventus score, Cristiano Ronaldo is definitely beating Lionel Messi right now. Do you reckon? Do you reckon um, probably got the most screaming commentary uh, oh, goals? He, he must have the most clutch time. moments. You know, oh, he must. Do you know what is surprising? I, I really wanted to get an Arsenal one for you, Chris, to to put oh, one no. in the set. No. I can't think. I, I tried googling. There is no last-minute Arsenal winners in important games. There's Arsenal. one that was in uh, 1989, the most famous of them all. But in the in the you last 30 years, picked, uh, you could have picked like Burkamp's Burkamp's goal. I think he's got some quite famous commentary on it. But I think he's just meaning like clutch. But Arsenal, Arsenal, are, Arsenal are front runners, and they they've never really had even at their best years. I don't know. It's like that kind of last-minute. I don't know if it's a style of play, though. They've never really had players that can, I don't know, have screamers from outside of the box all the time. Or, or I don't know, maybe it's just the way that they did. But, they, yeah, they've never really had that kind of last-minute, like, wow, amazing sort of... Yeah, I even tried to chuck in some, like... I was trying to think of some famous uh, Champions League games they would have had. And, um, yeah, but I, have, I think yeah. that's why Arsenal fans have zero confidence when, when Arsenal need a goal. I think pretty much all fans just know that there's no chance it's ever going to happen because you've never seen it. Yeah, one of the famous ones was when Leicester won the league and Arsenal, Welbeck scored in the last minute and Arsenal went top and it looked like they were going to win. Yeah, yeah. How is that? Henri in the, uh, the, uh, was it the League Cup versus Leeds, was it? Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't do the remember the name. One. I thought you were get. I thought you were going to do that one. Which one's that? Oh, Wayne Rooney. Rooney. You know Wayne Rooney. Remember the name? Yeah, I thought I thought I'd do that. I was looking for like famous ones, and then I thought, well, let's chuck in some some ones to think about. But yeah, there's there's the Stan Collymore one that you always hear a lot. Collymore. That was the the tiebreaker. Who could? Who could? Tell the teams in there. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah that was with Liverpool, Newcastle, I think. Yeah. I've no chance for that one. Right. <clears throat> Should we finish with front three, back four? Write this up. Yeah. Right. Come on, United. Yeah. Go on then. Um, I'll go mm-hmm. first. 
as I usually do in these instances. Um, in our in my front three this week is the human race because we finally have a vaccine for COVID nineteen, and a beautiful young lady by the name of Margaret Keenan taking it off me. That's going to be mine as well. Became the oh sorry about that. Became the first person to receive it. Margaret Keenan, the ripe old age of ninety, um, who only retired six years uh, four years ago, funnily enough, for being a jewelry assistant jewelry shop assistant um yeah was the first person to receive it i think a number of people have received it then since then um so yeah we're on the way up here the list um we're quite far down the list in terms of people that get uh, vaccinated but um do you know what i'm all right to wait i'm not really an early adopter to this stuff so we'll see how it goes and then um if and when i need it to go and get an airplane or hug my mother i shall take it all right, thanks for your input, guys. In my back four yeah. this week is... I thought you were going to mention the guy who got it. Oh, what about... Did the you know William Shakespeare? His name's William Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, he was number two, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 No, I didn't mention him. Please, tell us more, Mark. Uh, well, he's got the same name as uh, Prince William. So, <laughs> William. <laughs> Good old Billy. Uh, but my back four this week is EasyJet, you slimy fucks. They have gone the way in which uh, Ryanair has gone and have started to charge their passengers to bring on bags onto the cabin, you slimy fucks. I can't stand it. And do you know what annoys me about this? So for those that don't know, the Ryanair model, which EasyJet taking is, you can no longer bring on um, a, a bag onto the cabin you can only bring a small little handbag or you'll get charged. Um, and they put it on because they think it's going to, or they tell you it's to improve boarding and punctuality because people's bags aren't going to get checked and blah, 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 blah. Go fuck yourself, you lies. You stupid pieces of shit. Honestly, I can't stand this. Um, yeah, you used to get bigger allowance for BT Jet. Yeah, well, they, they at the budget flights, they were going to stick with the same, you know, what... what um, EasyJet had before where you could take on a little roll-on bag or you could take on, you know, like a big, big, um, you know, side bag or whatever and put it up in the uh, overhead storage. But you can't do that anymore. You can't, you, everyone's roll-ons are just going to be, be, um, yeah, you know, you have to be taken away and all you can take on is a little handbag, basically, or a pouch. Um, so Danny's cheering. Someone's free too. Yeah. Ah, come on, free too. Let's all get right. this. So, yeah. Very good. Is that right, let, me, let me finish what I'm saying and I'll oh, get through this. I don't know. That, that hit a lot. No. What, why are you cheering? Maybe, maybe that hit another, a lot of arms. Oh, maybe in another, another like, commentary moment. Uh, all right, uh, guys, just keep going. No worries. That's fine. Right. <laughs> I'll just wait until you're done. That's cool. So let's have a look. I'll tell you what. A corner's come in. Pogba's jumped. He's headed it onto Maguire's arm. It's hit a defender's thigh and gone in. So, it's hit the keeper and then it's gone in. Yeah. That's going to be disallowed, isn't it? Oh, do you know what? It's been allowed, I think. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. You can't give handball for that. You can if it goes in the net, can't you? That's good. They've given it. They've given it. Anyway, Danny, front three, back four. <laughs> uh, in my front three, it's Man United. Uh, my front three was going to be... Um, Britain and England for being first with the vaccine, but thank you very much, Chris, for taking that one. Um, my back four is um, also Britain-related. Uh, it's Brexit. 
but for a good reason. Um, so, well, so uh, obviously lots of people, all the Brexit stuff's been happening, lots of people unhappy. It's finally hit football, Brexit. I don't know if you saw the news last week, but there are now going to be new laws, new legislation around transfers and who can sign what kind of players. Uh, Premier League clubs will no longer be able to sign foreign youngsters under the age of 18. Chelsea so that's basically football index fucked. Um, clubs will be restricted to just three overseas signings under the age of 21 from this January. So all of a sudden, um, oh, and you're only allowed six foreign players in your squad for the whole season now, uh, moving forward. So all of a sudden, a lot of those teams, like the Chelsea's and the Cities and the ones who went out and bought all those youngsters and put them out on loan, none of that's going to happen anymore. And they're changing all the rules because of wet permits requirements. So, fortunately, well, fortunately or fortunately, uh, we are going to see a very different type of uh, transfers. We're not going to be able to see, like the reason United um, signed Palestri and I can't remember the other guy's name on the last day of the season, last day of the transfer window, those sort of Argentine and Brazilian youngsters, because they wouldn't be able to do it otherwise beyond January. So, yeah, there you go. A huge, wow. huge loss. Yeah. What are you going to do about your football index? How's that even? I mean, I just don't know. I have to delete it or get rid of it. Throw my money in the bin. Oh dear. That's it. All right. On mine, um, I'll start with my front three. It's going to be Mariah Carey. She's Ooh. got number one with all I want for Christmas. The highest it's got in the charts. So. That's because it's easier to get in the charts these days. You put it on stream for 10 seconds, all of a sudden it counts as a play. It's it's too easy. I also think the amount of uh, terrible music that people are just making in their bedroom these days is not not, like much competition. Yeah, during lockdown, artists were just releasing songs like No Man's Business, but how terrible those songs were. Well, I've been listening to the radio a lot at work, and in terms of Christmas songs, it's still the same ones. There's no good new Christmas songs anymore, so they just play a lot of the same ones. And I guess Mariah Carey might be the only one that isn't sexist, so they continue to play. Well, then, yeah, what's the one they're not allowed to play anymore? Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Although I heard that on the radio the other day, and also the one where they say the F word. Oh, um, yeah, the Irish food stuff. Yeah. You scumbag, you maggot. Oh, be uh-huh. careful. You clearly haven't got is your that what, uh, is maggot what, uh, Ed Sheeran says? You are. That's it. When Ed Sheeran covered it, did he say maggot? I, feel like I he think did. he did. All right, my back four this week, week is Adolf Hitler. Jesus Christ. So I don't know if any of you <laughs> saw the... <laughs> Wait, is he back? Yeah, his, his Christmas song's out. So in Nambia, they had an election and Adolf Hitler won the election. So he, this is a, one of their politicians who was named after Hitler. And um, in his, in his uh, first speech, he said he's not striving for world domination, but let, let's, be, uh, let's just keep an eye, let's make sure he's there. Uh, not living up to his namesake, so Jesus is he black or white? Yeah, he's black. So <clears throat> I think he was born at a time when it when Germany 
were in control of Namibia, and they used to name. Are uh, you trying to say Namibia? Oh, I was Namibia. wondering that as well. You saying Namibia? Yeah, yeah. And not only I've got an ad. Where's Nambia? It's like Narnia. Nambia. Yeah, it's like Narnia. Some black <laughs> pamphlet country, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, that shows how familiar I am. Oh, when, you have, when you elect a uh, politician called Adolf Hitler, it makes the news in this country. Okay. Oh, wow, that's insane. Oh, what, what an unfortunate name to have. I guess it got him in the news now, isn't it? So he's probably thinking I'm famous. Might get him in there at six foot under if he carries on with that. Oh right. So sorry, did you not like that joke, Mark? Yeah. Right. No, 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 this no, so no we can put these two out of their misery with this game. All right. Anyone want to know what sub I did on fantasy football this week? Um no. No, not really, but go on real right. quick. We'll see you next week then. Right, tell us what it is real quick. You're dying for it, clearly. Uh, I took out Ziek and I put in Son. Wonderful. See you next week. Bye.